All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in key words for this segment. We're joined by Adam. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. All right. So can I extend that question to you first just to get the ball rolling? Are pets mm-hmm. good counselors? Yeah. 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 It's funny because if you think about the nature of counselors, is mostly what they do listen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a... Kind of stereotype. They just Isn't listen it? and just nod and say, hmm. And how does that make you feel? Which it, is not how my counselor reacted, by the way. But that is that is a stereotype. Yeah, that is a bit of a stereotype. Yeah. If it's a human, interestingly, it feels as if they're not really listening intentively. And mm-hmm. it seems that they're not really sincere. For mm. pets, it's a different story. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It, it's more therapeutic than anything else. I mean, that's why it's called pet therapy, after all. Right. And some people are allowed to you know, board a plane with their uh, mm. therapy dogs. That's a yeah. thing. Uh, but I think uh, dogs and uh, I think cats as well. Yeah. I haven't um, raised a cat, so I don't know quite uh, what the cats are like. But for dogs anyway, I feel that they do, uh, or are, they are capable of reading mm. our emotions. Human emotions. And kind of, you know, mm. expressing their feelings or responding to it. I think so too. To they, the yeah. It's almost as if they mirror the owner's emotions yeah. too. Some are more intuitive right. like that. And I heard evolution has something to do with it too. We've, right. you know, shared maybe a space, mm. maybe hunting grounds even not too long ago. For mm. me, not no, in my but lifetime. <laughs> but, you know, you get the gist of it. We've yeah. interacted for so many, many generations. Generations yeah. that, yeah, maybe they can read human emotions. Yeah, I mean, there are also a lot beings. of work. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started. We'll be here all day. All right, guys. So <laughs> give us your two cents. Don't be swayed by us. We're both dog owners. Uh, maybe you're a cat lover. Give us your two cents. Let's jump into keyword news. We're going to get a look at Sunning Day first. This is our first pick of the day. D-Day. It sounds so daunting Sorry. when you put it <laughs> I don't like know why it. I did it in that voice. But, uh, All right, yeah. but I'm sure that's how some students and test takers feel mm. today. Today, more than 500,000 high school seniors and graduates are set to take this year's college scholastic ability test. That's the country's college entrance exam. What mm. should we know? Well, I'd like to say, just straight off the bat, good luck. Because yeah. uh, they mm. are entering the exam room, possibly <laughs> as we speak. You're right. Uh, this is the second CSAT to be taken uh, during the pandemic. Uh, face masks will be mandatory for all test takers. The test will run from 8.40 a.m. to just before 6 p.m. This is all stuff that we mentioned yesterday. Uh, students are required to enter the exam room by 8.10, so you have five minutes. Hurry up if you haven't been there already. <laughs> why are you listening to us? <laughs> yeah, why are you listening to us? If you're listening on your phone on the walking into the exam room, then that's yeah. fine. But, of course, electronic devices won't be allowed, ah. so you will have to cut the radio if you are. Mm. Uh, there's many separate test sites as well for test takers infected with COVID-19 or showing symptoms Mm. of the virus. Um, Also, what's new for this year, interestingly, is that uh, the liberal arts and natural sciences will be taken together. Mm. Uh, This is implementing a relevant law that was passed in 2015, in fact. Mm. Uh, Basically, what this means is subjects will be divided into compulsory and a choice of others within the same subject group, okay. if you wish. So, for example, in Korean language, uh, Kuga, uh, mandatory tests will be literature and reading. Uh-huh. Um, they will have to take their tests. And then students can choose between either speech and writing or lingual media. What does that even mean? Lingual mm. media? Is that uh, something to do with media literacy? Look Probably. how much I know about Sunung. Um, but um, anyway. Yeah, but I think it's for, fit for people like us and how language is affecting media and stuff ah, like that. The point being that it seems to be that they have more options to choose from. Yeah. for their secondary subjects, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. That's newly introduced this year for Sunne. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, moving on to our second keyword of the day. 
Cutting Moderna. So Korea is cutting the use of Moderna vaccine to people under the age of 30 and instead providing the Pfizer jabs. This is similar to what several European countries have already done. That is right. Germany and France, for example, among many others, paused the use of Moderna on people under 30 as they had a high risk of developing this heart inflammation a side effect known as myocarditis. Now, such cases haven't been as bad as in Europe uh, here in Korea, but the government is taking what it's calling a preemptive measure for safety and precaution. It has been kind of mulling the idea after seeing the situation in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, authorities advise people under 30 who haven't yet received a vaccine to get Pfizer instead and those who already got their first dose with Moderna to get a Pfizer shot for their second. Okay. For boosters, though, it's a bit of a different story, however. Moderna will be used for booster shots. That's so for b- those who had maybe Johnson & Johnson, it could yeah. be paired with Moderna too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, or uh, if they had Moderna for the first and second shot, then they can have the booster for Moderna uh, Moderna booster as well. Uh, that's because the Moderna booster uses half a dose of the uh, vaccine uh, that's initially uh, rather than what's initially used. So okay. I think they're considering that it might be safer. All right. Uh, the government also announced that it will gradually stop using AstraZeneca vaccines as well. First doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine will be given until the end of November and second doses until the end of December, so they're kind of phasing it out. And that's just simply because inoculations with the AstraZeneca vaccine have Mm. decreased a a lot recently, so Mm. there's not much demand or use for it. Mm. So, yeah. All right, guys, on to our third keyword of the day. Venture boom. So President Moon Jae-in has touted Korea's rise of startups, saying the number of new ventures surpassed 120,000 for the first time. Is that the total tally? It is. I That's mean, it's, it is a lot of yeah. uh, ventures that are happening. Uh, Moon said venture businesses are at the forefront of what he called global digital in, uh, innovation in the post-pandemic era. He was speaking at a, an opening ceremony of the nation's largest exhibition for startups called Come up 2021. Uh, the president added that global investments reached a record uh, amount this year as well. He also noted that the number of unicorn companies, which mm. refer to unlisted startups with a valuation of more than one trillion won, have also increased. So that's certainly a good accomplishment there. Of course. Uh, Moon pledged also government support to make sure that these startups don't remain startups, mm. but they develop, of course, into larger companies, which is the goal of all startups. And Fuel, what he <laughs> called uh, the second venture boom. Stating yeah. the obvious. I know. I mean, I don't really like that term startup. Though, Why not? Don't you think, in general, uh, the connotation of the word has evolved yeah, and it I seems suppose. to be a little bit more trendy? Yeah. Yeah. So, but when do. Yeah. When do you call? When do you make that transition from a startup to a full fledged, mm. let's say, conglomerate to be extreme. I mean, usually the easiest way to gauge that is employee numbers, right? Which I mm. guess could also be misleading or yeah. a little bit too simplified. So yeah. I understand your yeah. <laughs> concerns. I'd like to call it venture. Is a, right. Why don't people use venture more often? And uh, we, we are trying. Or a new business. All right, we're trying. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being picky. <laughs> They're both the same thing. But you're you're absolutely right in yeah. that words mean something. Yeah. And, and so where do you draw the distinction between startup and a much bigger company that's a mm. fully fledged that's right. company? My nitpicking aside, yeah. basically, new businesses are propping up more often than ever in Korea, which is good news. And it turns out Korea does have a good support system for these yeah. startups. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to say. All right, on to our fourth <laughs> keyword of the day. 
carbon neutrality. So the Korean government has announced more specific plans to go carbon neutral by 2050, a blueprint, if you will. What's mm-hmm. the latest? Yeah, I'll just go over the, the basic kind of details. Sure. But the government is looking to expand the number of carbon-free power plants using clean energy. It also pledged for more R&D into improving efficiency of power generation from renewable sources as well. Uh, the government will invest 30% of the industry ministry's R&D budget by the year 2030 to achieve that goal. Korea will also develop hydrogen and ammonia as a feedstock for thermal power generation in order to gradually phase out the use of fossil fuels. Uh, the plan envisions more than half of Korea's coal-fired thermal power plants using a fuel mix consisting of 20% ammonia as early as 2030. By 2035, local gas-fired thermal power plants will use a mix of liquefied natural gas, or LNG, and 30% hydrogen, and they're planning on increasing that ratio of hydrogen in the near future as well. So not just a drastic, sudden change, but they're gradually easing into it, uh, using a mix of fossil fuels and uh, renewable energy, and hopefully the balance will, um, or the ratio of the to a kind of uh, shift. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day. Soaring chunse prices. With real estate prices soaring and restrictions on mortgages, buying a house or even leasing a property using the chunse system is becoming nearly impossible, especially in regions like the capital city. Mm-hmm. This is leading to more people renting houses instead of paying a substantial amount on a monthly basis. Yeah, and that, yeah, it is a substantial amount, but yeah. it actually works out to be possibly cheaper than this uh, right. chunse. Uh, more people are going to this wose, the monthly mm. rental system, than chunse. Just for people who don't know what chunse is, is it's basically a deposit-based leasing system. So you mm. pay a certain down payment for, say, a two-year contract. Mm. After that contract ends, you get that down payment back. Yeah, with uh, no extra, basically, mm. payment. So if for yeah. anyone who has a lump sum of money, yeah. this was a great deal, right. especially when Korea's economy was you know, growing and growing and booming. Yeah. This worked. But yeah, that's right. we've been talking about how Chonsei was on its way out because yeah. Chonsei prices started to level that of just buying, buying a, a house, home. Right. right. But so, anyway, yeah. I guess it is also about the pace of it all it's mm. happened all too quickly and abruptly yeah. and just homes are just unaffordable in many cases that's right not just for house yeah. purchases but yeah. for chanze as well right, there right. has been a lot of restrictions because as you said that gap is narrowed and there's been a lot of that's in order to kind of uh, prevent these kind of gap investments or keptuja yeah. as they yeah, say in Korean. Yeah. I won't go into too much detail into what that is, but that was the purpose of why these chunse prices were, uh, or this chunse was hard to get a hold of. Sure. Um, but of course it has backfired a little bit. Uh, and now according to the Korea Real Estate Board, last month the supply and demand index of um, Wose houses or monthly rental houses came to 110.6. That's 0.6 points higher than the previous month. What does all those numbers mean? Well, this mm. basically means that there is more demand for monthly rental. So mm. if you have a 100 as a middle point, zero as low and uh, 200, uh, um, that that kind of scale, basically yeah, the yeah. closer you are to 200 basically means there's more demand for it. Right. Uh, and closer to zero, of course, means there's less demand for it and more supply. Uh, this ba- uh, and purchases of chance and uh, chance transactions have fallen as well, along with purchases because of these high prices. So that's why more people are moving uh, to these monthly rentals and also more people are moving out of the capital outright to mm. find cheaper places. But 
even house prices in those areas outside of Seoul are rising as well to kind of crazy levels, especially uh, some, some hot spots like Wide um, and Dongtan and places like that. It's just crazy at the moment. It, it does have quick access to Seoul yeah. City, so you can only imagine. Hwangmyong, Ilsan and all those places. There yeah. was a time when it was slightly more affordable. Mm. It seems that that's no longer the case. There are less options there too. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll leave it there for now, but certainly not the end of it. I mean, going into that important election next year, this will be continuously a heated Ugh, debate, yeah. right? How do we alleviate the housing bubble, essentially? Yeah. Onto our last keyword of the day. Squid Game record. <laughs> Netflix's mega hit Squid Game has hit another impressive milestone. Run us through the details. I chuckle because these yeah. statistics are released by Netflix. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> but it's important nonetheless. I trust that they're accurate. But, of course, uh, <laughs> but of Netflix course. did reveal uh, that Squid Game posted a total of get this 1.65 billion hours of streaming <laughs> in the first four weeks of release. That's the first four weeks of release. That makes it the most watched, of course, Netflix content of all time. Now, uh, what does 1.65 billion hours amount to? It's equivalent to uh, 188,400 years. (laughs) I love this math. (laughs) It's quite uh, astounding, isn't it? Now, uh, Netflix said about 142 million households had watched the series over the cited period as well. Mm. Um, Its total viewing hours far outnumbered that of other Netflix hits, including the period romance drama Bridgerton uh, Season 1. The Spanish crime drama Money Heist Part 4 played second on the non-English TV show ranking, generating 619 million hours of viewing, which seems just petty compared to the 1.65 billion hours. That Squid Game had uh, generated in just four weeks. I've got to say, uh, despite what this is actually meant to do, which is probably create more buzz for Netflix series, I I think it does maybe vouch Mm. for Korean content at an important time where a lot of these uh, streaming sites are debuting in Korea for the first time too. Yeah, and just to note, this is a new kind of system and website that Netflix put out, uh, a new system in which they kind of gauge on how successful successful a show is based on the watching hours rather than just viewership or clicks, if you will. Exactly. Because that could mean that someone just literally just Played the it. credits and then turned it off, but uh, they're kind of kind of doing away with that system. Right. So right. it certainly does show in this case that it has been very successful. Step aside, TV ratings. This is how we do it now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Adam. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.